This message was shared from the pulpit at Good News Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. For more information, visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org. Take your Bibles and let's turn to a text that talks about godly motherhood. In fact, gives us a description of the virtuous woman. A woman whose price is above rubies. A woman whose description was given to us by the wisest man to ever walk the earth after our Lord. And of course, we're talking about Solomon as he reflects on the virtuous woman. One of the questions that I have for the Lord when I get to heaven, and, and there are a lot of things that we're going to be able to have answered there. In fact, we, I'll just be able to talk to Solomon and ask him, who did you have in mind when you were describing the virtuous woman? May have been his own mother, Bathsheba. It may have been another one of his wives. It may have been a combination of him watching godly womanhood and all of those things he encapsulated uh, so that uh, women could strive to be what God wants them to be. And of course, what we read about the virtuous woman is in fact uh, not just what a human author is saying, but what the Spirit of God is saying uh, to each of you moms. But one of the proofs that we live in a fallen world is the twisted value that people place on other people and things. Now think about that for a moment. Just, just think about compensation. I respect a guy that can swing a stick of wood at a ball coming at him over 90 miles an hour. I mean, that okay. Uh, uh, I don't know that I could do that. Once in a while, I could probably get lucky and hit the thing. But doing that, is it really worth multi-millions of dollars. Don't answer that, okay? Because if I could swing that stick and hit that ball and they wanted to pay me that, I might just take it. But compare that to what a mom makes. All right? Some moms have more to spend than other moms, but her price is far above rubies, all right? Think about what the culture, what the world elevates as being this is an important person. And then think about what they neglect as far as importance. And once again, you, you don't hear that Times Woman of the Month, in fact, they just decided we're going to honor motherhood. It's all kinds of other stuff. Because it's Time Magazine, we're not even sure that what they're telling us about the person is true. It's messed up. A clear example is that most of the great mothers in this world 
have been unknown to the public. Heaven's going to have to bear testimony to it because their testimonies have been lost here. Most are never known by anyone outside of their circle of family and acquaintances. The amazing thing is that most don't care who even notices, and I'm speaking about the moms. A good mom doesn't want to be noticed, and I acknowledge this morning we made some moms uncomfortable by having them stand and by talking about them. That said, they do appreciate the heartfelt thank yous that they should hear often. from their families, their husbands, their children. However, we can be sure of this. The Lord Jesus is reserving many well-dones for godly mothers who impacted their husbands, children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren as they yielded to his strength and he did the work through them. God also intends, though, that she hear well done from her family. And I think it's important even as a church family that we say, well done. The choir talked about calling her blessed. The, song, uh, the writer here of this of, of, in Proverbs calls her blessed and says that her children, her families should do the same. Proverbs 31, look at verse 28. You'll see the text. Her children rise up. And call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praiseth her. Now realize, and we're limited on time this morning, and we, we're going to have to close a little bit earlier because of these wonderful uh, dedications, parents, grandparents, when are dedicating their kids to the Lord. But there are two expectations here. In Proverbs 31, consider the fact that there are certain things that a woman should be as a mother, things that she should do so that she can hear those blessings, can rise up and give her praise and honor. But what the passage is also teaching us is if you have a mother like this, if you have a wife like this, you should. God expects you to rise up and call her blessed. Well, that's why we have Mother's Day. No, that's what you should do every day. So, ladies, will your children call you blessed? Now, whether they do or not, that's on them before God. But are these things true of your life so that your children can bless you for these things? And then families, do you know what she really needs praise for? And I fear that we are so surface about this that we don't even do a good job with this, okay? Um, I don't know who does the laundry at your house. Uh, Renee and I believe that our kids should do their own laundry. I'm making some young people angry with me right now. That's okay. You can run that machine, those machines too. Not when you're four and five, okay? I'm not suggesting that. 
But the point is, how often do we thank mom for the, the weekly, daily things that she does? How much of that do we take for granted? That surface, but spiritually, there are some other things that you need to be thanking mom for, things that along with her daily care within the house, things that are having the most impact on you. And so these are reasons for praise. These are things that, ladies, you need to keep in mind and strive for. And then families, these are things that you should appreciate, give honor, and give thanks for when it comes to mom. Again, you're going to have to have spiritual eyes for this. In fact, there are some moms that get a hard time because they actually are the virtuous woman in Proverbs. Mom, you're so picky. Why do you care about that? That's old-fashioned. Now, these are things that we ought to be saying thank you for and giving high praise, in fact, praising her to others. So here are reasons for such praise. I'm going to just give these to you. I'm going to encourage you to go back and study these for yourself. First of all, she is worthy of praise for her marriage. We take time on Sunday mornings to recognize anniversaries and, and in many cases decades that godly moms have been married. Got news for you, that didn't happen because two people were compatible. You say, well, I thought that's what it was. Not when two sinners say I do at a marriage altar. We are full of ourselves, and, and but for the deliverance of the Spirit of God, that selfishness can drive wedges in between two people that when they started out thought this is going to last our entire lifetime. It takes work. It takes sacrifice. It takes commitment. And this is what the virtuous woman was. Proverbs 31, look at verse 11. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her. I would ask everyone to underline that word trust. Relationships are built on trust. That means I can depend on someone. No matter what else is happening, I trust them to do what is right and to do what is best. And so he trusts in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. Now what is this verse telling us? Well, first of all, her marriage demonstrates her loyalty. Her loyalty. He trusts. He knows she's not going to be the opposite, which is unfaithful. He knows that he can count on her when, when she is not with him. Uh, to be everything that God expects her to be. And by the way, it goes both ways, right? So her marriage demonstrates her loyalty. He does not have to depend on the spoils of war or other risks for gaining, supplying for the family because she is loyal. She is committed to his well-being and the family's well-being. So again, Families, husbands, children, 
If you've got a loyal mother, you ought to give her thanks for that. Do you know there are a lot of kids that come home, they don't know where mom's at, they don't know what she's been doing, they just don't know. But if you know, if you get up in the morning and you see your mother, and I got to see this, my kids get to see this, you see mom sitting either uh, in the bedroom or in her favorite place in the living room, and there's an open Bible and she's spending time with God, give thanks for that. Loyal. She's also loving in that she only does good for him. And as I was meditating on this, she does good for him despite him. How many of you ladies married a perfect man? Don't raise your hand. All right. Do husbands ever marry perfect women? Well, I think there are a whole lot of ladies that are a whole lot closer than the other side. But here's the point. She only does good for him, despite him. She only does good for her family, despite the family. So she is loving. The idea here, the Hebrew word goes along with the New Testament word for selfless love, love that continues to serve regardless of what comes back in return. And then she also understands her marriage and service to her family is lifelong. Notice what the verse says, verse 12. Again, I, I love this. What a challenge. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. Right, so it's lifelong. That's her marriage. That's what she does in the home relationally. Now, I think it's important that we pause and just say to moms, wives, thank you for emphasizing what's most important. In a time when marriage has been thrown on the scrap heap, it can be whatever, be defined however you want. No, no, no. Thank God for women of conviction who say my marriage, my family is important and I'm not, I'm not changing. Here's another reason for such praise, her morality. Look at verses 30 and 31. Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain. What does vain mean? Well, beauty is empty. Does beauty, physical beauty, last, yes or no? In heaven it will. I know that we're going to have to introduce ourselves to each other up there because you're thinking, who is this handsome young guy? Oh, Mark Taylor. <laughs> I, 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 I should have recognized. Anyway. Or... I love you, Mark. Or, you know, she looks familiar. She's beautiful. Oh, that was that elderly, godly woman in our church. I, I recognize her now. Beauty is empty because it's going to change. And no, no matter what doctors do, 
to lift this or that, it, it's going to deteriorate. Here's the other thing about beauty. It's deceitful. What you see on the outside does not necessarily reflect what's on the inside. There are some awfully wicked people in our world, and uh, they're beautiful on the outside. But that even makes beauty more empty, more vain, more useless. All right? Man looks on the outward appearance, but God's interested in what? In the heart. By the way, he's the one that made the outside, and he always does what's good, as we heard sung this morning. So her morality. The point is this, verse 30 again, favor is deceitful, beauty is vain, but a woman that does what? Feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Praised by God, but in the text here, what it's saying is, if you have a mom that fears the Lord, praise her. What does this mean? We took a whole message a few weeks ago to talk about the fear of the Lord. If you have a mother that so reverences God that she's not willing to do anything, say anything that would grieve the Lord and bring dishonor to him, if you've got a mom like that, thank God and thank her. Wow. Her morality. That purity matters to her. Well, mom, my friends, their parents let them do. Mom says, I don't think that honors the Lord. You're not doing it. How many young people say, you know, you're right, thank you. That's <laughs> what we ought to do. My mom saved me some, from so much trouble because she was willing to say no because she knew her Father in Heaven said no. Thank God. Favor, popularity, vain pursuits that define the, uh, what many people think a woman should be today, this virtuous woman rejected all that. It makes me think in the book of Proverbs about all that's said about the strange woman. One of the marks of that strange woman is that she makes herself beautiful so that through her charm, through her appearance, she can have her wicked way. That's not the virtuous woman. Oh, she's beautiful, but she's beautiful in the right way. The strange woman forsakes the guide of her youth. The virtuous woman retains that. I want to challenge you with, as Solomon is writing here, Solomon may have also been thinking about his great-grandmother. How many of you have heard of Ruth the Moabitess? You want to take uh, a, a study that will encourage you, especially you ladies, take the virtuous woman, go back to the book of Ruth, and start connecting the dots. Perhaps Solomon was thinking about his grandmother, Ruth. What a godly testimony she had. But you remember the words of her testimony? Thy people shall be my people, and thy God, my God. And then finally, I see in the text reasons for praise. 
her ministry. Proverbs paints a picture of a woman who gives herself to her home and her family, which is her primary ministry. She was content in the role that God had given to her. I won't take time this morning, but you can read through verses 13 and to 19, and you can see all the things she is doing, not so that she can be uh, wealthy and have her own checking account, be off doing all these things. No. It was all done, the hard work, all of it with a focus of making sure I can do everything I can to provide for my family. How do I know that none of that was a threat to the family? Because her husband doth safely trust in her. There, it's that simple. All right? But she was content in that role, and within that role, though, what a testimony. Her full potential, uh, the use of all of her God-given gifts and abilities. I can't wait to get to heaven and meet this specific virtuous woman, though I'll testify this morning God allowed me to be married to one. She's content in the role that God's given to her. I will state this until I go to my grave unless the Lord comes back first. The women's liberation movement in this country has failed. And it is not about who the virtuous woman is. Oh, discontent. I'm exerting myself. No, no, no. no. That's, That's not God's plan. In fact, the best way you can thrive is to submit and be content within the role that God has given to you as an equal heir of the grace of God along with your husband. She's content. But notice this, when it comes to her ministry, she's also charitable. Have you ever looked at verse 20? She stretcheth out her hand to the poor. She reacheth forth her hands to the needy. What is pure religion and undefiled? To give yourself to this group, to help them with their needs. Not only does she meet needs inside her home, she sees needs outside of her home. So I'm going to give a personal testimony, and Renee will give me a hard time for doing this later. But we really are trying to reach our neighbors in where we live over in Portsmouth. I've been able to witness to several of our neighbors and a number of young people walk right by our house to go to school. Uh, but they're coming by our house at all times of the day. And there are times that Uh, we will come home and we've got kids playing basketball uh, on our driveway, uh, on our hoop. Say, what are they doing there? We've invited them to be there. I've gotten to witness to to at least one of those young men. He keeps coming back. I sat by the fire one night. Uh, We have a fire pit. I was just sitting out there just having some quiet time, and I heard somebody on the other side of the fence say, hey, man, (laughs) 
It was, it was this, this kid. What I learned that night is he had just gotten out of the hospital. He had just been shot. So I got to give him the gospel. He wasn't ready to be saved. But we're trying to reach these kids. So I pull in a couple days ago. Pull in, and they're out there playing basketball, and there are water bottles all over the place. Well, I walk in the house, and Renee tells me, I gave all your water away, and I'm going to have to get you some more. Wow. And as I was preparing this message, I'm thinking, I married a virtuous woman. Charity, she cares. I believe God's going to continue to bring fruit from that. By the way, Mike Wagar, you sent me home with a bunch of cookies the other day. We took those cookies out to that crew on the basketball, and those cookies disappeared. I mean, they were gone. But, you know, that's, folks, that's why we're here. And I learned what I did from my mom and dad, and I'm thankful for the example that my wife is being. So let's close. We need to remember to thank mom for the little things she does. But Proverbs 31 was given so we could thank her for the most important things that have had the greatest impact on our lives. Her marriage, her morality, her ministry. Father, thank you for godly womanhood. Thank you for the example of godly moms and grandmoms. And Lord, would you help us as husbands, as children, to give praise for what you say is praiseworthy. Oh, the little things. We ought to have grateful hearts. But the important things, the things that matter for eternity, even when those things, that testimony confronts us to be better. We need to thank you and then thank these mothers for being godly, for striving to be like Christ and to imitate the example of this woman in Proverbs 31. We pray these things now in Jesus' name. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. We're not going to be able to have an invitation this morning where you respond publicly. I don't think that the message even so much lends itself to that. But can I ask husbands, dads, children, do you thank mom for all the little things she does? If you're not thankful, you're not godly. And would you say to the Lord, Lord, forgive me for my ingratitude if that's what you need to ask forgiveness for. And then would you ask the Lord to help you have a thankful heart towards mom. Do it right now. God expects us to rise up and call her blessed. But then, would you ask God to help you be thankful for her 
testimony, her principles, her morals, the fact that she wants her relationships to please God above everything else. And then if you feel like sometimes, why, why are we so active at church? And mom, you want to do this and this and this. Thank God for her ministry. But especially her ministry at home. I know I'm speaking to a number of godly, godly ladies here. One of the marks of a godly woman is her humility that she just wants to be better for the Lord. And I would encourage you moms this morning, would you just rededicate yourself to the Lord and, and just humbly in a simple prayer say, God, help me be a better marriage partner. Help me be better morally. Help me be better in my ministry. God will hear that prayer and he'll honor that prayer. Would you say that to the Lord this morning? Many of you ladies have experienced changes. Some of you are widows. Some of you, you're not able to do the things that you once did because the children have all moved away. Some of you are not able to do as much physically as you once we're able to in the ministry. But God's not done with you. You're still here. But you ask the Lord to help you be more fruitful. More pleasing to Him. Father, You know the heart cry. The prayers that are being offered up right now. God, thank You for Mother's Day. Thank You for a chance to thank them, but also to evaluate our own gratitude. And God, would you encourage these moms, enable them. Lord, bless them as we call them blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. If you have questions about your relationship with God or you would like to know more about the ministry of Good News Baptist Church, you can visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org or call us at 757-488-3241. We trust your heart was challenged as you listened, and we want to encourage you to share this message with others. May the truth of God's word be your guide as you strive to follow Christ and make him known to others.